Hello and welcome back to Aspen Talks Health. I am Dr. Nicola Ciso and today I'm joined by a very interesting gentleman. His name is Andrew Scott. He is the Executive Director of Open Mind Project and has a Master's in Divinity. Welcome to my show. Thank you. Nice to be here. Thank you. Open Mind Project is really interesting. Can you tell us about it, please? Yeah, the Open Mind Project is an interdisciplinary initiative, sort of a diplomatic mission to try to bring people from all different backgrounds together to learn how to be more compassionate and loving toward their fellow people in society. I um, love that. How valuable. That, that must have been such a fulfilling journey for you to create. It's been a bizarre journey, that's for sure. I would say uh, it's we're all products of our conditioning. So the Open Mind Project is kind of just the... I don't know, a metaphysical person like my mother would call it, like channeled. Uh, but I'm not a metaphysical person, but it's basically just my lifetime with a whole lot of different perspectives and a very, very, very varied educational background, all sort of... Coming uh, through. Yeah. Love it. Uh, what was your purpose? What's In your starting the Open Mind Project. Yeah, how did it come about? Uh... I was very influenced by Native American studies, women's studies, sort of getting in touch with my privileged white heterosexual maleness um, as an undergrad. And I think I was inspired to see things from the perspective of the other. Mm. And I think my childhood also ties into that, but I really feel like the best, highest purpose that I can carry into the world is to facilitate these conversations that are often difficult and uncomfortable. I was sort of the born diplomat in my family. I was raised by grandparents and mother who really didn't get along and didn't see the world in any way the same ways, and I didn't really have a father figure, so I just kind of always had to wear a lot of different hats. Interesting. And see the world through different people's yeah. eyes. You were molded into the position. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fascinating, huh? Um, well, so it's an online platform where I, I, you have videos from different religions across the world. And the goal is to really share the viewpoints in, in, a, in, in hopes of uh, widening people's perspective, right? And, and becoming more accepting of each other. Yeah, the idea is really to promote critical thinking for people of all backgrounds. So we're acknowledging that we all have a story, we all have a belief system based on who raised us, who are our teachers, what did we watch on television, and what did we hear. So we start with that acknowledgement that we all have a lens, even if I'm like, I look at atheism as a great example of a, a belief system that most people don't think of as a belief system, right? Because it's not believing. Right, but it's like, <laughs> you know, you don't, to not believe in a metaphysical deity actually does take energy. Yeah. It's like you're saying, I don't believe such and such. Right. Uh, but if, even if I believed there was nothing, it would be the result of this whole long lineage of whatever it takes to make someone not believe. And I'm going to help try to get the person that believes or doesn't believe or isn't sure to be able to look at somebody else and say, ah, 
I can learn about their background and their history. And even if I don't see the world like them, I can understand why they see the world the way they do. Yeah. And that, I think, is the beginning of diplomacy um, and getting people to the same page to solve sort of the big, the big issues. Because if we're blinded by, I disagree with you on this and this and this, we can never really find that common ground to begin the healing. Right. So true. So I was raised by an Israeli mother. And so I witnessed the, the conflict between the Israel and Arabic nations. And unfortunately, it's ingrained from childhood. In the school system, they're taught to really hate each other. And so how do you pass that? How, do you, how can you break that barrier? Because if you really are, you're to some degree brainwashed to, to think the opposite side is, is the opposite mm -hmm. <laughs> and not part of humanity, literally. And um, how do you bridge that gap? How do you, how do you okay, let's, let's put it this way. Let's put an Israeli and an Arabic person together in a room. How do you get them talking? Well, there's a... Or accepting, I should say. <laughs> we can begin, I mean, let's just, if we're using your mother as the yeah. example. So maybe the Arab counterpart to your mother is, is your mother grandmother or just? No. Okay, not yet. So, you know, she's got a, maybe the Arab also has a daughter. Okay. And we can begin by just talking about who are you, where do you come from? I mean, in, in the case of Israel and Palestine, it's like they're pointing at each other. Right. And they're pointing to very close proximity. You have two people that really identify with this ground, this right. earth, um, for their identity. Hmm. And so you could actually start with the thing that, that they see the world most differently is also the thing they see the world most similarly. That's so true. Paradoxically. So yeah. we could begin just by cultivating their love and appreciation for, for the place that they live. Right. Uh, so start with the place, you know, where am I? How can I appreciate, let's say they both have a daughter and maybe they find there's commonalities between their kids. And then we can actually go to the religions themselves. We could begin to try to find common ground between Islam and Judaism that might not be common ground with Christianity. So that if we are teaching these two people about the history of their faith system, yeah. uh, if they were in the Open Mind Project website, for example, and, and searching the history of Judaism or Islam, you know, they would find that in, in Islam, uh, all people of the book are protected. That is, Jews, Christians. They both have a very similar messianic belief system. So where mm -hmm. Christians think that the Messiah came thousands of years ago, uh, in Islam and Judaism, you know, the Messiah is a, is a being that hasn't come yet. They're both, they both have this expectation of this figure. Huh. So, you know, again, finding common ground and Interesting. really trying to cultivate love and compassion for each other as humans. Right. Because, yeah, so the, the human stuff I think is really important. And that's, a goal of the Open Mind Project is to have this film team that's going out into the world and collecting narratives from people of all backgrounds <clears throat> so that we're really just listening to each other tell our stories 
and that's when I find like, oh, this is a human being who yeah. has pain and anguish and sorrow, um, right. and difficulties, and pretty much even, I mean, in America, we're constantly bombarded with that propaganda of there's always this other that we're supposed to, you know, construct ourselves in opposition to, and it's almost in a in a different sort of reality construct where everything is connected to everything else, or like the quantum unified field theory perspective. Right. All of those divisions are actually harming ourselves. If I see you as being different from me, I'm actually disconnecting from my own self and being. Hmm. Interesting. And would theoretically maybe experience suffering. Yeah. As a result. So if I can make you feel like, wow, if I love this person more I'll feel better about myself, then yeah. maybe the temptation is there. <laughs> I, I think you're hitting it right on the head. As soon as you start to have dialogue, you realize there's so much more commonalities than, than differences. And it's, it's a great place to start. Just what do we have in common? And you can always come back to family and desire to live life with purpose and love and affection and... Um, yeah, I think the two nations are actually quite similar in many ways. The food is very similar. Yeah, right. If you walk into an Israeli's house, you're going to get fed. Um, and that's very similar. I'm sure the same way as an Arabic home. Um, and, and there are many Arabic nations that live in, in Israel that serve in the army, that pay taxes, and they're 100% included to my knowledge, I, mean, I haven't lived there in ages, but um, so very interesting. I've never been to the Holy Land. I would love to, but yeah, oh, that's, a really good, that's a really good point that you just made because it is in both of those traditions, welcoming of the stranger is oh huge. Absolutely. Doors always open. There's I'm a, a Greek, so with a, a half Greek anyway. So oh, that's, similar. That's very big on the Greek. Uh, yep. Yep. All it, Abrahamic. Yeah. It's uh, funny. The Mediterranean place is Italy as well, Greek. You're going, you're going to get fed. There's something about being fed in those nations. I don't know why. Um, what are some of the current events affecting our well-being? The 24-hour news cycle. Yeah. Um, well, the current events on a meta scale, I think we're just as crazy as we seem to be. Um, and it's probably growing exponentially as a result of just how simultaneously in touch and out of touch we are, right? Everyone's on the device, mm. which is, we're told a story about how it's bringing us closer, but it's really paradoxically driving us farther from each other because we're not yeah. communicating in these face-to-face -face right. interactions. So even though the Open Mind Project is... Uh, mostly online now, the hope is to really create human interactions and facilitate conversations in communities. Nice. And so the, it's a remedy. I mean, the idea is to how, how do we, how do we proactively build bridges between people when sort of the mass the mass media machine at present seems to be just constantly dividing, dividing, dividing. Yeah. Maybe it makes us better consumers, but it's not necessarily making us better people or more well-adjusted. Um, 
members of democracy. I think right. that's that's what I'm looking at on a global scale right now is just how dangerous a position we're all in as modern civilization because of how we're behaving in terms of the environment. Yeah. Um, you know, really trashing the biosphere. And we depend on the biosphere for life. And I think a lot of these stories, a lot of these religious stories are no longer appropriate. It's like at some point in the past, maybe they really helped. They helped us, but the, the stories are no longer serving the purpose that they're supposed to serve. Because, like, right, we're the two largest religions on the planet are Christianity and Islam. And they both share a very common sort of end times narrative, right? Like, the end is coming. There's this external power that's in control, and he's going to judge us, and he's coming down. And if that's the, the truth, then why wouldn't we exploit every resource and sell it at the highest price possible and trash the oceans? And I mean, because it's like, well, this isn't the real world. Like, the real world is somewhere out there. That's heaven, and that's where I'll really live. Huh. And so I think that's the social psychology and, and narrative psychology aspect, so that if we can understand that actually our behavior is not that crazy. <laughs> our behavior actually makes sense right. in light of these really powerful narratives and stories wow. that have been used to, you know, they, they serve a geopolitical purpose, but it's maybe we're now facing this moment in time where the economics and the geopolitics of even the people in charge is trumped, so to speak, <laughs> by how important it is that we upgrade our sort of operating system so that we can, you know, have a, a livable planet that we want to be born into as humans. A fascinating perspective. What's the solution there? Better stories. <laughs> Happier. Uh, I mean, I, I'm from, that's my hypothesis anyways, is that if we want to change human behavior on a meta scale, we should probably like really study psychology, sociology, human behavior, societal dynamics so that we can estimate, hey, if, if this story is told around the world and you get this behavior, which is nuclear weapons and environmental degradation and you know total non-sustainability, maybe if we tell a story about this is the planet we come from, which is really the scientific narrative on some mm -hmm. level. Like yeah. our DNA, we're related to everything else on planet Earth, all nature. I mean, even on a molecular, uh, right. on a molecular level or quantum physical level, like every you know, we're we're the same exact molecules that made up Cleopatra and King Henry or whatever. Right. Um, and we're breathing the same air. We're drinking the same water, <clears throat> and this is. As far as we know, scientifically, this is the only place that we have. I mean, we're on a planet orbiting a star. So I think if we focus on that and sort of say, okay, I'm a DNA replicating machine uh, as a human being. Sexy. And I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm basically going to constantly be here on a DNA level. I won't be Andrew, and you might be not Dr. Nicola, but we're, we're in this. This is where human consciousness exists. So then it would become much more important that we preserve that biosphere 
because there is nowhere else to go. So when I look at like the space exploration obsession, it seems like it's like they're desperately trying to replicate a, a false narrative, right? Like huh. we ran out of land to colonize, so now we're gonna go colonize the moon, but it's like <laughs> that's never gonna be home. Fascinating. Uh, I mean, as far as I know, doesn't seem sensible. It doesn't seem very inviting. <laughs> but <laughs> not to me. Yeah, I'd rather not. Missing some trees, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So stay here, campaign. Got it. Um, what is some of the institutional work that need, you see needs to be done? <clears throat> well, I would love to be more proactive getting this campaign of uh, filmmakers, getting a team of filmmakers into the world, going into religious communities, and just inviting people to tell their story, and then trying to raise money and interest to get teams of educators out into the world just to teach a lot of people who have never been exposed to, you know, just a minimum of uh, critical thinking skills. So there's a lot of humans out there who we think of as being ignorant, but they're not. They're just, they're just repeating what they've been taught, taught. to believe. Right. And until we give them an alternative perspective, I can't really blame them. So I think it's really important that we do work to educate isolated populations. And these isolated populations are often the ones producing the terrorists or the school shooters, you know, people that don't have the mental health tools hmm. to even understand how uncomfortable they are. Wow. That's an uphill challenge. <laughs> wow. Uh, that's a big one. <laughs> it's good. That will take a lot of uh, men on the ground. Or, and women. And, and women. therapists. Uh, doctors. <laughs> well, hopefully on a political level, we'll, 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 create a, we'll create a governing body that is working hard to create more mental health practitioners in our society. Right. Yeah. Uh, good. What can we do in the community? We can be kind to each other and nice and positive and try to, well, there's a Buddhist teaching. I was really lucky to get to study like a bunch of different religions from a bunch of different religious teachers, you know, ministers, monks, um, atheists. <laughs> so there's a really interesting Buddhist exercise that sort of is like you, you look at everyone as being your mother. Okay. Like all, you know, whatever being you're interacting with is like, is your mother. And so you try to cultivate this love and respect, you know. Uh, that's so sweet. For all beings. So I think that's, I think right now, like, it really is that simple because there is so much hatred being spouted. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think more needs to be done in the schools. More kindness training in the schools, just yes, right. There should be a kindness program. And, and yes, all this bullying is really detrimental to human psyche. Yeah, and it's unkind and it's yeah, it's terrible. And uh, the violent video games. The vi that's a huge one, and, and they're massive. I was gonna have a show on that actually because that's become a very big issue. They're they're designed to be addictive. Yeah, and and unkind. Why would yeah. it's terrible? Uh, 
Very interesting. So, um, what can people do in their own communities other than um, just showing up kinder? Is there, are there does your platform offer any kind of support for people to see how they can implement some projects? This is work that we need to be doing. I need to be doing as Open Mind Project. I'm really, I'm at the level of trying to get more institutional support and okay. then hire on a staff. But absolutely, there should be. There isn't yet, but there should be in the website ways for people to connect in their own communities. So I think the idea yeah. is almost a like. Like we need a support group for open-minded people and for everyone, just where anyone can go and share about their own narrative. Yeah. Right. So if someone is a churchgoer, they can go to church on Sunday, but maybe they can go to the open mind meeting on Wednesday and talk about, boy, my pastor said something that really didn't make sense. Yeah. And they might not feel safe sharing that with their pastor in that right. community. But I think we all need like that safe therapeutic human talk therapy I yeah uh, yeah or support group yeah just support, yeah, support group for everybody a forum like, like or something that... we uh we show up and admit that we're members of a society that's not functioning properly therefore I have a problem yeah. and I can get better just by you know admitting there's a problem is the first step I like that. right and then you're <laughs> collaborating and you're finding solutions together and that also creates the open dialogue Right. Yeah. Admitting it's like, I don't have the answer here. Right. I'm just, I'm just one of us showing up. <laughs> nice. All right. Would you like to, uh, we have about five minutes left. Okay. So will you, you offered on the phone to um, share with us a loving kindness meditation. Yes. Are you willing to do that now? Yes. Yes. I would love to. So okay, we'll just good. teach you the loving kindness meditation, also known as the metta. So metta is the Sanskrit, um, also Pali word for loving kindness or so it's really like a it's a meditation to cultivate compassion okay for self and others <clears throat> so you can just repeat after me we start with may i be happy may i be happy may i be well may i be well may i be free from suffering may i be free from suffering may i be peaceful and at ease may i be peaceful and at ease and then we would go the next to someone that we care about, someone close to us, you know, may my mother be happy. May my mother be happy. May she be well. May she be well. May she be free from suffering. May she be free from suffering. May she be peaceful and at ease. And may she be peaceful and at ease. And then we would do someone that we just feel neutral towards, like the guy that I just met at the grocery counter, so-and-so, uh, we don't even know his name. May okay. that being be happy and well. May he be uh, happy and well. Free from suffering. Free from suffering. Peaceful and at ease. Peaceful and at ease. And then we do someone that we feel maybe animosity towards or someone we have negative feelings for. Uh, founder know, of McDonald's. Founder. <laughs> <laughs> what was his name? I, there was I a movie have no made idea. About him by Michael Keaton. But anyways, may, may he be happy and well. Oh, may he, oh okay. Right. <laughs> may he be happy and well. Free from suffering. Free from suffering. Peaceful and at ease. Peaceful and at ease. And then we do, may all beings be happy and well. May all beings be happy and well. May all beings be free from suffering. May all beings be free from suffering. May they be peaceful and at ease. May they be peaceful and at ease. And then you would return to the self and just repeat that. I love it. Um, but that's, I think, really helpful. 
we'll just we'll go back to ourselves. May I be happy and well. May I be happy and well. Free from suffering. Free from suffering. Peaceful and at ease. Peaceful and at ease. Boom. And then again, just we repeat that and radiate around that loving kindness through the whole world. Ultimately is the I love it. If That's... we had that much time on our hands. What else do we have to do though? Wow, right? <laughs> That's really beautiful. Thank oh, you. That's awesome so what you're doing. It's uh so important to bring some more compassion and acceptance around what dif different people have to have the choice to believe and and they're raised believing and it's it's okay it's okay to be different <laughs> and have a different view well yeah that's the other thing yeah is that ultimately science is getting very strange when we get to the level of quantum physics uh, and quantum theory you're really you're back into metaphysics it's just, they're all theories, models, and they may, at some point, they, they start to seem like they're not really providing a whole lot better explanation for reality than some of these, you know, magical, it's almost like we just need to upgrade, like all the religions can upgrade to just allow for a bigger divinity, or yeah. Buddha, or God, or whatever it is, huh. it's just, you know. <laughs> I like that. Um, I always found, so I, I was raised Jewish, but I had a Christian father and a Jewish mother. So I had eight days of Hanukkah, <laughs> eight days of, Chris, uh, of presents, and then a big pile of presents for Christmas. It was fantastic. But I was always raised very open-minded to all the different options, and so I never thought to pick one. I, I thought you can learn from all of them. Yeah, and my, my best friend would take me to church and I'd learn the lesson of the day and I loved it. Um, you know, there are parts that I didn't believe in, like the, uh, but I didn't have to. I, I got what the value out of it and, and moved on. And it was in total acceptance of, of the variety and, um, and it served me really well, I think, being in that place of acceptance. So again, I'm really grateful that you're on the show and thank you so much for all that you're doing. It's, it's, you're providing a lot of value for this thank planet. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thank you for spreading the love. As always, you guys check out Aspen Talks Health for more information. I will put up your website and how you can contact Andrew. And I hope this helps bringing a lot more peace and love into your life and acceptance of all that is.